hello welcome to smoke show this is claire today's episode is going to be a little bit different i just kind of want to i guess it's going to be more like the first episode but i just kind of want to talk and what i want to talk about is i recently came to a realization and i call these types of realizations um afternoon moments because in high school way too late for this to have occurred to me I realized that the phrase afternoon, like afternoon, like good afternoon, was describing that it was after noon, like noon is the time. And I, I know that sounds um, obvious to most people, but it was a real big revelation for me. And so I call these kind of realizations afternoon moments of like, oh, um, it's been right there in front of me the entire time. So I... Um, I had this kind of like epiphany <laughs> of maybe over the weekend. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And what I realized is like I I looked around. I was in my apartment, which I love. I love my apartment so much. It's, it's really important to me um, to communicate just how much I fucking love this apartment. <laughs> and it was while me and my friend were ordering Chinese food because I love Chinese food. I love ordering it. There's something to me that like that's the food you order. That's the food you eat out of the container, you know, late night in the White House. Like, I just, there's something in media around Chinese food delivery that, like, really stuck with me as a child. And so, like, now that I live in New York and I'm literally surrounded by it, anytime anybody wants to order, I'm like, we can get Chinese. Because I just, I don't, I don't know. There's something about it. But um, I was doing that and, like, I think Boo Boo hopped up on my lap or, like, one of the cats did something cute because they're always doing something cute. And I was just like, oh, I don't know what I'm waiting for to be happy. Like, I don't know what I'm waiting for for my anxiety to go away. I don't know what I can do to make my life more than what it is right now and be happier than I could possibly be. Like, and not to say that there are not things that can make me happier. I definitely, you know, I have a lot left to do. But I think just like I have had this narrative about myself for a really long time that I'm not a happy person or that I'm really stressed all the time or really anxious. And I don't want to be that anymore. And I want to be able to appreciate the things that are actually happening and like look at my life and take actual stock of what's going on. Because I think for a really long time I got caught up, so caught up. Like, I don't know that I lived my life until last this, this last year without this overhanging of, but what will everyone else think and what will everybody else judge me for? And I because I lived my life, like, so much according to that, um, you lose sight of things. And so it's, it's that thing of, like, reverse manifestation. If you're focusing too much on not wanting something to happen, you're putting just as much energy towards that as manifesting for the positive things to happen. And it's really hard not to be afraid of things. Um, but the what I've realized is like the more I focus on those things, the more likely they are to come true. Because again, you're just putting all that subconscious energy out there. And anxiety doesn't just like go away by saying, okay, I'm not anxious anymore. But I've taken a lot of other steps in my life to like make my life like a much more calm and centered existence. And that's been really important for me. And I just wanted to kind of share this afternoon moment that I had because, I don't know, maybe it's helpful. I needed to figure out, or I needed to have that moment because I, I genuinely was asking that question. I wasn't doing it in a rhetorical sense of like, what the fuck are you waiting for, dum-dum? Because um, I don't talk to myself like that anymore. <laughs> uh, but 
it was more like what are like genuinely is something missing is there something that i have in my power to go out and get in order to be living a more fulfilling life and like i need what i what i know i need to do is like stop being so afraid of people um i'm really afraid of getting hurt by friends or just by by people that i invest a lot in and that makes sense with my history and the things that people have done and things I've done. And it's just, you know, I get why that's like a big hurdle for me. But that's like an ongoing mission in my life. And I think that having goals like making friends feels ephemeral sometimes. So I'm trying to like narrow that stuff down. But other than that, which is like not like I have friends. So it's not like I just would like more. So I'm not lacking in any sense. It's just that I would enjoy like gaining. You know what I mean? Um, But if that's all I'm waiting for, then that's it. And that's in my power. And that, you know, I'm making moves on those things. And so, like, I just had this thing of, like, oh, it's all it's all coming together. And, like, I did it. I I managed to, like, live in New York in my own apartment and have a job that I really love and that I think actually, like, will and does make some modicum of difference. I feel like right now my actions don't make a ton of difference, but I work for somebody whose actions make a ton of difference. And so like being her support is like really powerful for me to put out there. And so that's really cool. Writing's really cool. Being able to write at work is like the dream. It's the dream. And so it's all of these things that I think when they're happening, they can feel like I think I missed because because of my anxiety, because of the way it works, I had kind of like missed that all of these things that I had really been wanting and working towards for a long time had really slotted into place. And having that moment of like, what what else would make you happier? What else would make your life easier to live? What are you waiting for? And coming back with like, oh, nothing. <laughs> I'm actually not waiting for anything. Like, yeah, the pandemic is still going on and I have no control over that. And that sucks. And I'm going to wear masks forever and it'll be what it'll be. But like, I love living in New York. I love having access to things. I love going out with my friends. I love going to see comedy shows. The city is my... Hello, Um, (laughs) boo-boo. Boo-boo decided to come check out the mic. Uh, (laughs) Do you want to say hi? This is like when people have their toddlers say hi on their voice messages. So I'm not going to do that. But um, if you hear rubbing uh, that or purring, that's that's goop. But basically, I just had this moment of like, is there anything that would actually make me happier? Or do I just need to actually like notice, <laughs> like take a second, step back? Uh, I journal every single day. So I try not to, you know, like let things pass without reflection. But I think that it's so much harder for me. I'm just like not wired to focus on the positive because I just was so, I feel like in the trenches of my anxiety for so long. And, you know, like depression's very real and um, seasonal affective is very real for me. I have summer seasonal affective. And so summer is it's my least favorite time of year and it's weird to feel that way when uh, most people don't I don't blame them obviously I don't blame people who love summer for loving summer I love winter and I know that a lot of people suffer uh, seasonally effective during the winter so I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum but I think summer is not as culturally accepted as like a miserable time (laughs) Because most people are super fucking happy. But I just, I, the sun, when it goes away, there is like a new life in me. 
forget exists when the summer sun is out because I I can't do my normal things going outside is no longer pleasurable like the last few days it's supposed to break today and so let's just all like take a moment and just appreciate that we got here we did it we made it through the summer um but it's supposed to break and start being in the 80s instead of in the high 90s with humidity and I'm just I'm so excited because I think that like there was the first two days of August it was 70-ish in the morning and I was able to put on jeans and go outside and then I ended up like taking a walk both of those days and I ended up writing outside of my like coffee shop and it was just really lovely like it's exactly the kind of thing that made me realize like oh I'm really missing this I'm really not doing as well during the summer even though I'm doing so much better this summer than I've ever done in a summer before I feel like this is this is just a brag reel this podcast just me being like wow I'm doing great Okay, um, it's not a visual medium, but now I've got a cat strapped to the front of me. And by strapped, I mean she's dug her claws into my shirt and will not be letting go because she wants pets and attention. And who am I to deny boo-boo that? Um, I think, like, it, it even with the reflection, even with the fact that I spend 40 minutes minimum a day just writing about myself and my life, I think um, it's really easy to lose perspective and it's really easy to get bogged down and it's easy to really become addicted to these narratives. Like I think I talk about this in the Substack a few times, but I think that getting, getting in your own head that nothing can change or that this is just the way your life is, I think is so damaging. And like your life is what it is right now. Like you don't have to stay within this narrative. You don't have to stay within the like, comfort of knowing what comes next when you turn the page if what's next when you turn that page is not making you happy anymore and like I think it's really hard to not regret time spent on a thing that no longer serves you sunk cost fallacy all of that but like what does allowing that thing to continue on even longer do for you at all and like this is, <laughs> this is, um, I'm not going to get political, but just, just because I think like a lot of, a lot of media, a lot of like talk about politics misses this, but the actual root of like a conservative versus a liberal is that conservatives believe that no matter what, doing the thing that we've done before that has known results is better and safer than doing something new that could turn out poorly. And I just am not a conservative in literally any aspect. And so whenever I realize that my brain is doing this thing of like, yeah, I mean, it's not great, but we know exactly what's going to happen. So it's less scary. I think that has been like a really good way for me to frame things to be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh-uh. you better push yourself to try something new and find out those results. You're a curious person. Be a little scientific methody about this. And I think that like it's really hard to not regret the things that you've spent a lot of time on but like just put them down and like thank them for their service thank the relationships for teaching them what for teaching you what they did thank the friendships for being there for when they were there and if they no longer serve you if the if you've drifted if there's stress in the relationship if things have happened if you're just not in the place you were when you made that friend and you've changed a lot and that friend hasn't like it doesn't mean that that friend is a bad person it doesn't mean that you're a bad person it just means that it no longer serves you and i think like online discourse around 
centering your happiness and all of these things like my happiness is dependent on the happiness of my community. If a bunch of people around me are fucking miserable and I'm just out here like my life is fantastic. I don't feel great about that. And there are things that are outside of my control. I think June was really hard for me because a lot of people in my life were just suffering like and not in ways that they would be happy with me like um, calling it that. But whenever there's housing stuff in people's lives, I think like we just need to take a moment and appreciate that housing stress is so fucking stressful. And the New York market in June was a fucking nightmare. And so like things worked out. But during that month, it was like I felt like I was stressed out for people. But like that is part of love. Um, you just like it's not a burden. I didn't mind. I would have never said to them like I can't keep. Obviously, if you need to tap out, that's fine. But like I didn't need to tap out of hearing about their housing woes. It was just that I wanted to fix it for them. But like if I don't think it's wrong to recognize things that are just like not not doing it for you anymore and like to change to radically alter your life if that is what is necessary for you to be happy and like find peace and serenity and calm because it's really hard to admit those things to yourself it's really scary to want a radically different life than the one you're currently living but it is so worth it to try if that's in your spirit and that's in your heart because it's it's your life and like not to be like we only get one but like how do you want to spend it and what are the values that drive that and what are the services that you deeply want to provide for others because like humans are connected we are not individual creatures i think that's why suburbia makes a lot of people just filled with ennui <laughs> like it's just there's something about it that's very cold and distant and like that's kind of why I love cities and I love living in a city because I'm constantly surrounded by people and like yeah sometimes that's annoying there was like an entire party out on my sidewalk on Saturday and it was so fucking hot that I couldn't like leave my apartment it was loud but hey guess what I don't know I went in the other room and like if I needed to I would have put on headphones and it's fine because like that's human joy like I'm not gonna be like oh those fuckers like don't they know that I'm I'm sweating inside of my apartment. Um, so I just like service is so important to me as a concept because I think it really has made me reflect on like, yeah, it's not what am I providing for other people in lieu of providing for myself, but what services do I uniquely provide for communities that I can provide well and be proud of that provision. <laughs> Does that make sense? Services can range. They're not just like physical acts. They can be spiritual acts. And I think that like the loss of major religion and culture has made us lose any kind of spirituality connection. And I think that humans are deeply spiritual beings and that like we like really connect with shit and we are able to vocalize shit that like blows my mind. I love talking about energy. Something I realized Something that will make me happier is really leaning into a lot of more my more like <laughs> woo-woo beliefs. <laughs> like I, I'm a big Reiki advocate. I love talking about energy because the thing is like I know that there's probably somebody listening to this is like, oh my god, energy and like rolled their eyes. You are already an energy reader. Humans are already energy readers. All of us are. If you've ever felt chemistry with somebody, babe, that's energy. Um, if you've ever walked into a room and been like, somebody just fucked in here or somebody just had a fight in here, that's energy. I think energy is so fascinating. And I think humans are deeply spiritual. We are super fucking connected to the earth. And I learned something recently that like has been a fact that 
I think has made my summer anxiety make more sense to me because I don't go outside as much. But <laughs> if you're ever really stressed or anxious, going outside it, it, where there is where there is nature is actually one of the best things you can do physiologically for your body because if you hear birds chirping, your body will know it's not in danger. Because it's important to remember that anxiety is not based on the things that our bodies are reacting to. It's based on keeping us safe from saber-toothed tigers. Like it, it is a, like our little caveman brain has evolved so much and not at all at the same time. It's the same reason that if you skip like one meal, your body will start hoarding um, fat from the next meal, like at a much higher rate because it's like, hey, buddy, we don't know when we're going to eat again. So I'm just going to hang on to that a little bit more. So that's why eating regular meals and having a regular metabolism is really important and how even just dabbling NEDs can fuck you over forever. Um, so don't skip meals. <laughs> that's the point of that, I guess. But anyway, if you go outside and you hear birds chirping, your brain knows that there is no danger. And so it is physiologically soothed. And I just think that that's really incredible. And humans are so connected to nature we are happy when we are like, there's a reason that Central Park will never be, you know what I mean? Like we know that it's necessary and living in the city. I don't feel like I'm disconnected from nature, especially where I live. It's very neighborhoody. So like when I take my morning walks, like I end up going through these neighborhoods that feel really connected, but also have a ton of trees. Like I love taking photos of flowers. It's just, it's become like a thing that I do anytime I see one. Um, and especially like, I like, thank you to all my friends who walk with me along the street and just like pause when they see a cool flower because I know I'm going to be like, hang on. Uh, but I love seeing my neighbor's gardens. It is one of the things that brings me the most joy. I don't know if that's just because like my grandmother had a garden. I'm a, like, I'm a garden girl, but there's something about Brooklyn and like, I don't live in Brooklyn technically, uh, but like there's something about like urban gardens that just really like get me going because it's such a small space, but people do so much with it and they really care. Like my neighbors have an entire garden in their front garden that's mostly living in Home Depot buckets, but like they get like really good produce out of that and they, they're out there every day and I see them snipping chives and I just, I love that people will find a way to like live the exact life they want. And I think the city is really beautiful because everybody is doing that all the time. And New York is really particularly wonderful for expressiveness. People in New York are so dedicated to like living as themselves. And that can mean that like they spend a lot of time on their outfits or they spend a lot of time in their hobbies or whatever it is. But like it really does feel when you walk down the street here, like every single person is being and committed to being their individualist self and expressing that self. And I just think that that's really beautiful and admirable and one of the many, many reasons I love New York. So I don't know what my, like, I, I know what my anxiety was waiting for. It was waiting for me to, like, recognize that we no longer needed to feel that way. And it's frustrating when I feel anxious flares that I feel like are not actually connected to the thing and they're just, like, a past thing. But writing through them, getting them down, explaining them to myself, and then, like, going outside and hearing birds, like, that's been the, that's been the key. And that has been really fucking helpful. I feel much more centered than I ever have before, and that's great. It's an ongoing process. I know that, like, I don't know. I'm turning 30 in, like, a month. And, like, I'm so sorry if anybody's listening to this who is um, nervous about their age. And I just, you know. But um, I had this thing of, like, 
I wouldn't trade the last 10 years for anything. I've learned so much. Like, do I wish things had been, like, massively different? Uh, yeah, of course. I think that, like, that, but, like, um, I couldn't have known that then. And knowing that now is just like, okay, well, what would I have wanted to be different? When should I have realized those things? Like, when should I have trusted my gut instinct? What would have been the right move then to do? And <clears throat> how can I do that next time? Because, like, life is all about having, like, really big theories about yourself and then having those theories tested and being like, oh, it's actually a lot harder for me to ask for these things than I thought it would be. Or, like, oh, hard conversations, they're still hard. They don't get less hard. You just get better at having them. Um, things, like, I, I, I've i been very dedicated this year to doing certain things, mostly because I just wanted to prove to myself that I could, like, accomplish goals and so, like, the Substack has been one of those. And again, like, I don't talk about this in the Substack a lot. Like, I don't number them, like, one out of 52. But I just wanted to write 52 Substack this year. I just was like, that's the number. It's one a week. That is not a high-pressure goal. And sometimes it is. Like, I will be honest. I'm really happy that I've been able to put some out this summer. But every single week has been, like, you gotta go. You gotta put one out. And it's the same thing with this. Like, I didn't – I've recorded, like, three episodes for this week. And none of them <laughs> – were quote unquote good enough. None of them made me feel like, yeah, I captured it. I did it. They felt very not me. Um, so I'm recording this third one and I hope that it is helpful. I'm going to wrap it up soon because I don't think you actually need to hear me talk about this for an hour in like a loose form. But doing things for myself has been a revolutionary act because I am just not somebody who took care of myself. I would always rather be taking care of somebody else. It's a lot less uncomfortable for me. I am not used to doing it. I'm not used to cleaning my room for the sake of me having a clean room. That was like a new motivator. And it was just like, you actually really like your room being clean. You like looking over and seeing your bed made. And that's true. That, that, but that was like a truth about myself that I had denied because it was wrapped up in all this other bullshit for so long. And I could be happy with a messy room. And it's like, yeah, you could be, but you'd be happier with a clean room. Just get off your ass and do it. Just motivate yourself. Just figure it out. And in the summer, that motivation gets really, it's, it's a lot harder for me to find. I hate sweating. It's like me convincing myself to vacuum in the summer is like an entire ordeal. Also, the vacuum, the cats really hate it. So anytime I use it, I feel terrible. But also, I now use it with headphones in because I realize that the vacuum is also bringing up bad memories for me. So I vacuum with headphones in, but it's now just to give you this picture. It's me with headphones in vacuuming while sweating because you cannot not sweat while vacuuming with this vacuum. I don't know. It's so fucking heavy and like it's really great. And it's a pet vacuum. So like, God bless it. But holy shit. Um, (laughs) It's me, headphones in, vacuuming, pouring sweat with two cats fleeing the room, running back and forth constantly because they're so fucking scared of this thing. And because they're so scared, it's me yelling in my most soothing cat voice, it's okay. <laughs> so that's uh, that's the routine I have to get prepped for anytime I'm like, time to go. Time to get this place um, lacking in crumbs and litter. Sp- like, oh my God, the amount of tracked litter. I swear to God. Every time I go to do yoga in my room, I'm like, I vacuumed less than 12 hours ago. How is there shit on the ground? So that's that's my life um, with cats. But realizing that there was nothing that I was waiting for except for myself to like get it together and recognize that right now is pretty fucking good. Like, I don't want to jinx it. I'm excited to turn 30 because I think my 30s are going to be fucking cool. I think I figured out a lot of stuff in my 20s. I did a lot of healing. I really like... 
And this last year in particular, I really drilled down and was like, no, (laughs) we are not going forward feeling like this anymore. We are going to get to the root of it. And I did. And that's like really cool. Um, And I did it through self-work. Like it just, it, it was all inside. It was jc penny in the 90s it was all inside it was just fucking we were there and like we could recognize all of these things and like finding out like my inner strength and power through demonstrating it to myself was actually the best thing i could have possibly done and i just (laughs) has this been 25 minutes of me bragging about like (laughs) how much better my life Um, Anyway, I I just I really want the best for everyone out there listening to this. You deserve a life in which you feel calm and centered and pleased and happy and proud. And you should be proud of yourself. You should be proud of your life. Okay, we're going to wrap this up, but I just, I hope that this was at all helpful. I hope that you find what service makes you happiest to provide others, because I really think that we are a community-based species who just really want to help each other, and like, um, I think that that fundamentally makes us happier and more whole as people, and I think figuring those things out, taking walks, figuring out all of the things that made me happiest and then just like figuring out how I can do those as often as possible has been really helpful. And I'm so fucking excited for summer to be over because a lot of those things take place outside and baby, I'm not going outside when it's above 90 and enjoying it. I have been better this summer. I've been really trying to push myself to not complain all the time about summer. Um, and I feel like um, I didn't, I don't think I did all that well with not complaining about it. Clearly it's like very much like, I don't know, It's it feels like a reflexive response to something or like whatever. But um, I did it in the fact that I went outside. I went to bars. I went out on a 95 degree night and didn't melt or complain the whole time. And the tiny fan purchase, if you haven't heard me talk about my tiny fan, I could talk about it for hours, has been the number one thing. But that was really just like figuring out like, I need that. I got it. Great. We can now go out. So... Yeah, um, if you have stress, anxiety, if you're if you're constantly feeling it and you're not really slowing down to really like look at it, I would look at it and I would look around and recognize all the things that you love about your life and all the things you want to change and then start making plans. And those plans can be real fucking small. I feel like all of my get your life together plans just start with giving myself something every single morning that I can accomplish and feel great about so that I go into the rest of the day with a sense of accomplishment. And that is my life hack that I will leave you with. Uh, go for a walk and just like make that your morning thing. Write a page, make that your morning thing. Like for me for a while, it was literally brushing my teeth because I hated brushing my teeth in the morning because sometimes it made me throw up. So um, I got over that by just slowly doing it. But find things that make you happy. Do them with commitment. Um, don't be embarrassed of the of things that do make you happy, whether that's like media or like whatever, just like fully fucking who cares? Who cares? Go for it. Coolness isn't real. Um, and yeah, I, I hope, (laughs) I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you listen to this, I hope it was mildly helpful. I don't know that I'll do any, like, I don't know. I think podcasts are just talking about yourself, but talking about myself without like the guise of talking about media is uncomfortable. And I don't know that I'll do this again, just because, um, I don't know that it's actually going to be all that helpful, (laughs) like achieve what I want it to achieve. But that's just me being self-deprecating, which is a habit I have to get out of because, um, people, I don't know, like 
you opted into listening to this. I don't need to insult your intelligence or anything like that by saying at the end that that was a waste of time that you shouldn't do that. It's like when people used to stand up and write in class and be like, I wrote this in five, like five minutes ago. So don't judge it. Like, motherfucker, you're making me listen to it. Are you fucking kidding me? So uh, I hope it didn't come across that way. And thank you so much for listening. And um, I hope that your day goes great. Your week goes great. Your month, your year, your life. Um, We deserve good things. And you deserve good things. And it's, it's okay. Whatever's happened, forgive yourself, forgive other people, or just like forget about it. You, you don't have to like forgive and forget to move on. You can just like move on. Closure's not real. Don't expect it from other people. Grant it to yourself. Life is cool. Um, even with a pandemic raging on, we're still doing a lot of stuff. So um, yeah, I hope you have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to Smoke Show and I will catch you next time. Bye.